Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 295 and it is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? My apologies on that. That's right, man. We are five episodes away from episode 300, Saturday, September 17th, 2022 at the Cornerstone Complex in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's so it's a wild ride, uh, but we're almost there, you know. Yeah, it's just it's going by so fast, and mm. I can announce I will announce another confirmed guest as well. Nice today's terrific, and uh, yeah, while Carl is sharing the episode, uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to our what sp- are two of our sponsors. Let me just straighten out the camera here. Uh, first is Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, Silk City Hot Sauce, they're a Vermont-based business. They have all sorts of tantalizing original hot sauce flavors, uh, ranging from the peach-flavored Slurp to Killer Hot uh, to uh, Nightmare. And, of course, their maple syrup-flavored hot sauce, which goes well with any breakfast food that you can think of. Um, pour it all over your favorite dish or your favorite somebody special, if you know what I mean. Uh, go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, use the promo code CODEX, that's C-O-D-E-X, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Also, uh, we want to give a quick shout out to our friend of the show and fellow sponsor, Afton Ward of Infamous Customs. That's M-F-A-M-U Customs, where you can order all sorts of Codex Prime t-shirts, as well as customizable t-shirts as well. You can send her a design, and you can have it thrown onto a favorite apparel of your choice. Go to InfamousCustoms.com, as well as follow her on Instagram. It's funny how you should say favorite apparel of choice. Uh Uh-huh. Because I actually have here, thanks to a uh, very special, you know, very special somebody. And, oh my God, mm-hmm. close it like this, actually. And Infamous Customs. So I actually have a pair of customized DJ head, Mr. Bird headphones. Noise. Okay. So, okay. Yes, I I honestly can't wait to wear these to my next gig. I'm just going to wear them just like this. Nice, moving up in the world, yeah. And listen, yep. listen, it was a pl- it was a pleasant surprise. Mm. Very good, very good indeed. Yes, uh, yeah, and while Carl is uh, continuing to share the episode, um, I do want to start off with a uh, with an email from our dear friend of the show, John Haponic. Uh, who sent who sent us an email last week, but we didn't have a chance to read it on the air. Uh, subject line reads: Codex Supervillain, Episode Three Hundred Wishlist. Uh, so John Haponic writes: Like others, we wonder what Episode Three Hundred has in store. These are my ten supervillain wishes. I hope will occur during the live broadcast. Number one: Carl finally renounces the Cowboys and accepts the Patriots as his one true team. Never gonna happen. <laughs> Number two, Victor eats a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Never going to happen. You can make that happen. No. I, no. I, I've, my, my, my feelings about that, that brand are well known. I refuse. It will never happen. Would you watch Cannibal Holocaust or eat a Chick-fil-A sandwich? I will watch Cannibal Holocaust again. <laughs> this time, w- with, with all the animal cruelty, I will not shy away. I'm not shaking my hand. <laughs> F that. No, no, sir. That, that once was enough. 
Um, yeah, there's no replay value in that movie. No, no, none whatsoever. Uh, number three, Carl gets a tattoo celebrating Birds of Prey. Never. Birds of Prey. Um, fun fact, it is better than literally a dozen MCU films. Lies. Um, and I've named them all on the podcast. And they're all lies. But... <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> not uh, number four, the show gets disrupted by DCEU and Snyder fans. Well, you know, I mean, it's been, I think it's been confirmed that uh, a lot of bots apparently were behind the the campaign for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, and apparently the Flash entering the Speed Force winning the Oscars fan favorite category. <laughs> so I guess that conspiracy was actually right. Um, <laughs> I had to celebrate that somehow, some way. Yeah, but... um. But yeah, uh, number six, um, oh, number five, actually, a hot sauce battle between Victor and Carl. I'm down for that one. You know, if we can have our own edition of Hot Ones, Codex Prime Edition, you know, and if we're just going 10 wings or 10 chicken tenders, 10 whatever, uh, from the from the least, least, hot, least hottest sauce to the hottest of hot sauces, I think we can do that. Oh, yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hundred um, percent. There is a hot sauce called a hundred percent pain. I can do it. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, I I do dread the bomb hot sauce though, because I've I've seen I've seen enough episodes of hot ones on YouTube to know that that's the shittiest hot sauce on the sh- on the show. Um, number f- number six. Overcome with emotion at the show's beginning, Victor lets the tears rain. <laughs> that could happen. Uh, that's unlikely, unless somebody's playing Coco in the background. Uh, that that Pixar movie gets me every time. Um, number seven, Carl eats and enjoys a Hawaiian pizza so much he's unwilling to share with Victor. That could happen. Nah. If you slather some hot Silk City hot sauce all over that pineapple pizza pie. Let it tri- let it drip and let it glisten. Yes, um, me. That's so weird. Um, what's the, what's what's the what's the catchphrase of that uh, maximum male models? Uh, <laughs> luxuriate your juices or something like that. I don't know, and I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> yeah, because um, because I because I, I, I think that's what you can do, uh, with um. With a pineapple pizza and some Silk City hot sauce, you, you know what I mean? I mean, listen, you can go on ahead all you want. I ain't doing it. Listen, listen, I, I, I will, I will uh, moisturize my juices with a pineapple pizza and some Silk City hot sauce any that, day of the that, week. That, that's gonna be a choice of. That's gonna be your choice of words. Yes, yes, it will. You're very confident about that. That's the sad part. <laughs> Anyway, um, number eight, uh, Captain Marvel is declared as the best MCU film. Nah. Mm-mm, mm. Nah, can't say that. Uh, number nine, Victor loses yet another bet during the show and now much, must watch Iron Fist seasons one and two before watching any Criterion films. Oh my God, that is a great idea. Absolutely not. No, I watched three episodes of Iron Fist and I was done. I think I... Oh, we gotta do it. Nope. We mm-hmm. gotta do it. This has to be a bet that Vic is 
oh so confident that he thinks he's going to win. And then, boop, he loses. <laughs> and you have to be a man of your word. And I mean, lately, you have been. Yeah, I've always been. I've always I've always held up my bets. The end of my end of the bargain. Name name something which I didn't hold up my end of the bargain during a bet. The Fifth Agreement book. I read that book. You did not read that damn book. Look, I skimmed through the chapters. All right. That's not <laughs> no. That's not reading the book. Look, I look. I didn't have time. I, I, I had a lot. Going you weren't that damn busy. Stop. I had a lot of papers to grade at at the time. You weren't that damn. You know, yeah, but you can beat so many freaking games with the quickness. Listen, man. Like, look, look. When when your schedule, there's a stutter. When, when your schedule, you know, is not that busy. Go ahead. When your schedule only allows so much room for so little leisure, right? Right. And when you after all the paper grading and whatnot, I mean, you you got to make room for things that you want to do, right? And I'm sorry, but like, I, I tried, I tried to give the fifth agreement. The shot. I, I skimmed through it. I, uh, that was not that was not the bet. The I, bet I, was to read it. You finagled on your word. I, I read some reviews on it. Don't mean nothing. <laughs> I mean, you was not true to your word, good sir. Well, well, well. That was then, and that was like in 2015 or so. This is now, so you know, we came a long way since then. You know, uh, but yeah, Iron Fist. That will never happen. Um, and number ten, the Snyder Cut is acknowledged. As far superior than Endgame, especially with Joker's inclusion, even though the final cut did not use the "We live in a society" line from Jared Leto. That would never, absolutely, positively, never happen. I mean, I I would say Endgame is the better film, but Zack Snyder's Justice League is is a strong contender. That's for sure. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It just made me care about Cyborg a little bit more. That's more character. That's more in-depth character development than most Marvel characters. Anyway. Lies, and you know what? I am actually so glad you said that. Uh, looking forward to seeing which of my dreams comes true. Codex Prime Supervillain for life, John. Yeah. You get the guy. You get the hot sauce competition. And I'm pretty sure. I, uh, well, you know what? See, here's the thing about that one too. Like, uh-huh. you are half Nigerian, so taking a lot of spices in your like genes. Oh yeah, I could take I could take spice. I like spicy food. Oh. You know, you never did. You couldn't do the. No, you refused to do the wicked nightmare extract. Oh, no, nothing like you that. You could take nah, nothing you painful. Like, like if you if you was able to eat that go taste that ghost pepper barbecue sauce with absolutely no problem and like it, mm-hmm. you can handle that wicked nightmare. No, not not an extract because that's just that's not flavor. That's just pain. It's. It's oil, basically, but it's like, yeah. and it was it was painful, but I lived through it. Honestly, it's to the point where it's like any type of spice I can like handle now because I tried that. Mm. I survived. I was able to survive that. So everything else is like, oh, I can do it. All right. Well, let's see if you can try the bomb hot sauce. I want to. Yeah. Apparently, Angel, friend of the show, Angela, has two bottles, and I'm willing to try it. All right. That's that's your funeral. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you, John, for the email. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, some good stuff. Good stuff. So yeah, Carla, uh, what's new in your world, man? Um, well, I'm gonna start off with uh, this past weekend was my uh, Jones family reunion nice. up in uh, Franklin Park in uh, 
Boston, Massachusetts. I hope I hopefully that was the right name of the park and um it was so cool like a lot of the family members, especially a lot of the older families were showing me so much love mm-hmm. because of this podcast. Okay. Like I mean some said podcast, others said talk show, <laughs> others said radio show, which is I guess it falls in that category, but a lot of them, you know, they're older, so mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to. I'm actually surprised that they even knew what, like, a podcast was, but they enjoy, you know, they tell me they love it, they enjoy it, they're so proud of me and all that. Nice. So getting those words of affirmation was, like, amazing. Mm. And, um, you know, and just seeing all my grandfather's, you know, um, siblings like hit their offsprings just came and just came through and showed like they showed up and they showed out mm. uncle willie james's tribe like came through and showed out um our auntie anna's who has a little place place in my heart because like no matter what she always remembered me and always asked about me mm. as many of the offsprings that we got she always like whenever she came to town she always asked about pam's son nice. so that was always like you know that you know, she always had a place in her heart for that. But she, you know, her fit, her offspring, her uh, tribe showed up and showed out. So it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful thing, with the exception of the heat. Yeah. Oof. And uh, the bees. If you like, even remotely open a can of soda, you was getting some bees in your face and stuff. It was annoying. Yeah. And um, I actually gotten more details about a story I did hear about when I was when I was a kid but mm. I would you know I we didn't have the resources that we had back then mm. to like dig further into detail but I actually um, end up learning that I had a relative who was a passenger on the Titanic mm-hmm. and um, she was my great great aunt Mandy she moved to New York to work with a rich family. She, they ended up going to England, mm-hmm. and she had wrote her mother saying, like, I'm on my way back home to the States. I'm going to be on the Titanic. Mm. Unfortunately, she uh, went down with the ship. Oh, wow. But it, it's just so cool to actually, like, be able to say that I have that direct tie, mm, yeah. you know, to such a historical moment. And um, I always been fascinated about the Titanic, even as a kid. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was very, that was very cool for me. Mm. And, um, but yeah, unfortunately there wasn't not, not a lot of um, information was mm-hmm. given you know, because like I said, there wasn't, you know, they we didn't have they didn't have the technology that we do today back then. So yeah. um, there's very very little bit was um, was said about her. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a cool story that I actually really wanted to tell. And uh, my mother had, did a lot of that uh, research. So uh, thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that was awesome. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but. Also, I've been kind of on a eBay hunt okay. lately. 
Okay. You know, to get in some gems. You know, two of them came from uh, Rock Cocos, mm-hmm. my weekly visit. So, uh, nice. one gem is actually Black Panther. It's Black Panther 19 Ooh. from 1976, written by Rhode Island's own Don McGregor. Okay. So, the fascinating back, I really bought that comic just for the backstory. Of why that issue was created. And it was because Marvel back then actually told Don. There's not enough white people in the Black Panther comics. Mm. So. Don says. Okay. And the very next issue, which is this one right here. He has he has him fight the KKK. Well, there you go. You wanted white people. There you go. (laughs) So, um, the next find that I was able to get, the the next eBay find was Kassar number 32. Oh, Quasar? Quasar, excuse me. Yeah. And um, that happens happens to be the uh, first appearance of, hold on, let me... Let me get his name right. He made his appearance in the MCU. And... So this is Quasar Operation Galactic Storm Part 3. He made his... Okay, it's the first appearance of Korath the Pursuer. Okay. Played by Jaiman Hansu. Oh, okay. So, I was, and I was able to get it at a very fair price. So, I'm like, why not? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, the next one is, is actually uh, the pro- the new Prophet number one uh, by Rob Layfield. And cool thing about this issue is that friend of the show, Raymond Leonard actually contributed to that issue personally reached out by his hero rob lightfield to work on his to work on that oh you got to give him his pro like he he not a a chance to not even just meet your heroes but work with them and they ask for you to work with them you got to show you got that needs to that light needs to be shined yeah that's that's so quite commendable. I had I had to make sure I grabbed a copy and supported him. Hmm. Uh, one of my from my recent trip to Rock Coco's Savage Dragon number one, okay. one of the original one of the original uh, image titles. Yeah. Oh, check out the price of that guy. <laughs> Man, what was it one ninety five? One ninety five. Yeah. Savage Dragon. And of course, West Coast Avengers. Got it at a very decent price. Shout out to Chris. And it's the first appearance of the Great Lakes Avengers. Okay. So it's like, and I'm like, you know what? They're introducing new characters. You never know. Yeah, you're going to try to sell these? No. no. I don't sell any of my comics. Mm. I don't. I'm not that guy. Oh, so you're not, not speculating anything? Nope. Just gonna. I'm just a collector. Okay. 
That's good, as it should be. So, but yeah, uh, that's been kind of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's been kind of a. So it's been hot to do. It's been too hot to do anything. Oh yeah, like this this past week and a half, it's just like a constant heat wave. Like too hot to cook, too hot to just run errands even. Yep. Ugh, like. It's it's miserable, man. And I don't like leaving my AC running all day. Well, I, I can't when I'm at work. But even when I come home, it's like, ugh. <laughs> just feeling that mugginess, and I got to wait till, like, till the room cools. Ugh. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, we're, we're pushing through it, you know. Hopefully the, the world won't turn into, like, a desert hellscape like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Fe- I tr- yeah. Fingers, cro- fingers crossed. Yeah, but- I try not to complain because I hate the winter so much. So it's like, I don't want to deal with the snow, so. Mm. Yeah, like, and I hate wearing coats. I never liked wearing coats. Yeah, like I'm, I'm no fan of winter at all. Like, I'd rather have either spring or just like early fall. Yeah, yeah, that's like those, those, those are the sweet spots. Like, if we had those, one of those two types of weather patterns all year round, I'd be, I'd be straight. And not have to wear coats. Yeah, yeah, it could be, you know, you know, no coats. You don't have to worry about like pe- bundling up, ugh, all that, or like having like. Having to trek through snow, nah. Yeah. I, I had enough of that life. Southerners, they're like, oh, I love the snow. I'm like, ah, she's pink and pretty when it first falls, but then you ain't out there trying to shovel, trying to shovel in it, drive through it, and it's just a big mess after that. Yeah, pretty much. It's just grayish sludge yeah. after a while. Yeah, but you know, let's 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 try to enjoy the summer well without without burning up. It's like a ball of flames over here. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, for me, I've been up to uh, a few things. Uh, not not too much because of the hot weather and all. Um, but I did manage to catch a couple of new movies uh, on streaming. Um, first up, I caught the new uh, Predator prequel on Hulu. It's called Prey. Uh, that came out last Friday. And it's a, it's a film directed by Dan Tra- Trachtenberg. Who directed Ten Cloverfield Lane back okay. in 2016, and this is a this is a really interesting prequel. It stars um, it stars um, uh, a cast of um, you know non stars uh, so far. It stars Amber Mid Mid Thunder, really cool name, uh, Dakota Beavers, Dane DeLegro, Michelle Thrush, uh, Stormy Kip, Julian Black Antelope, and Bennett Taylor. Uh, this this film Prey it's a uh, it's a film that takes place 300 years before the original or approximately 300 years before the original Predator film. So it takes place in the early 1700s. And it, and it follows this uh, Comanche tribe. And it follows this, uh, this Comanche tribe's woman named Naru, played by Amber Mid-Thunder. Um, she's a Comanche woman who's originally trained as a healer, but she, but she dreams of becoming a great hunter like her brother. And she has the talent for it, but her, her mother and her brother you know, insist that she stay, with, stay within the tribes, be a healer, and you know, not you know, not, not mess about, you know, risking her life. So like one day, uh, she, she looks up in the sky and she sees like a silhouette, like just, just like blazing through the clouds. And she thinks it's the Thunderbird, which is like the sign of their, uh, a, a sign of like uh, things to come. Uh, it's actually a predator spacecraft and the predator touches down and it starts to begin its hunt 
on for against uh, some of um I guess what it deems to be like the land's best warriors. So it starts hunting down uh, members of the Comanche tribe, and it's up to Naru to confront the predator and uh, and ultimately defeat it. Um, this is a this film is very well directed. Uh, Dan Trachtenberg he knows how to pace a good thriller, and and this film is to me this is like the best of the of the post Predator uh, Part One films. Um, like I, I did enjoy Predator Two with Danny Glover. Um, I thought that was kind of underrated. Uh, Predators in 2010 with Adrian Brody was pretty good. Uh, the Predator was. It was not very good. Um, this this the CG was like the worst part. But but Prey Prey is that this to me this is my second favorite Predator film. Oh, okay. Like like it's it's up there. Like the action is the action and the and the and the suspense are just very well very well directed. I really enjoyed um, Amber Mid Thunder's performance. Um, she has that right mix of tenacity and determination. And um, there's some really creative really creative uh, sequences that she does like to. Um, in which in which she prepares her her battle against the predator like for example like she creates like a like an axe axe rope weapon a la scorpion so it's kind of like so it kind of reminded me like like a video game trope like something that you would see like Aloy doing in in Horizon improvising oh. a weapon or a bow um there's a there's a scene where there's a, there, there's there's a really cool sequence which involves like this um this battle between the predator uh, uh, Naru and her brother, and these bunch of like French fur trappers, and they're they're shot, they're all shrouded in fog, and they're all being hunted down by the predator. And the predator looks really cool, like he has this, like this primitive look. He has like this kind of like this skull, this leather skull mask. Um, he doesn't have like the the shoulder cannon, but he has like these three like homing arrows that he yeah. that he shoots at people. Um, and so the technology hasn't quite developed yet. Yeah, so it's like like they're still far more advanced, but the, it's like a primitive version of like alien tech, but it's still right. way more advanced than what humans have. Um, but yeah, like the the predators the predators look I thought was really was really nice. It's kind of like a nice blend of like CG and like practical effects. Mm-hmm. Much much better than the Predator from 2018, which was all CG, which didn't look really which kind of looked janky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the action sequences were dope. Um, the cinematography was great. Like a lot of great wide shots of like the, the great plains. Um, and even like in, uh, some shots in the forest. Um, yeah, I, I like the, I like the fact that the, that there's two versions of two, well, two language versions of the film. So like the film was shot in English, but there's also a Comanche language oh, dub, wow. so which you can watch on Hulu. So, so I thought that was a pretty nice touch. Um, I thought it was I thought it was complete BS though that this film did not receive a theatrical release like it definitely deserved one. Um, I mean even though the film doesn't have any like recognizable stars, but I mean the, based on the Predator franchise, it would have made some money. Right. But um, but as it stands, like I'm glad that 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 we have a chance to see it on Hulu and and to John Haponic's point, I would like to see a Prey sequel. I thought that I think that would be pretty cool. I think there's like you could do some more. Uh, some more uh, things with these characters, maybe at least for like one more film. Um, I, I like this fresh take on the Predator, and I think that there's some. I'm, th- I'm thinking of like some other fresher takes you could take with the Predator as well, like in other other ancient eras as well, like maybe Predator versus a samurai, or versus like some like African tribesmen. Something something cool like that would, that would be, be dope. Good. Yeah, that would, would be interesting. He does have a cut. They do have a comic coming out tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Marvel's releasing a new uh, Predator uh, Predator run. Oh, nice! Yeah, so yeah, uh, pray. Uh, check it out. It's uh, it's on Hulu. Um, if if you got it, it's definitely a dope film. 
my second favorite uh, Predator movie uh, uh, ever made. Um, John says that Prey is actually he finds Prey better than Predator, which you know what? I, it's it's tall praise, but you know what? I won't dispute it because it's just it's almost as good. Well, I would say it's just as good actually. Okay. But but yeah, check it out. It's on Hulu. Prey, dope film. Um, I also watched. Uh, oh, oh yeah, and of course, gotta rock, gotta represent Predator, the four movie collection in 4K. Oh yes, yep. In 4K, I mean, it's so dope. Get to the chopper now, <laughs> Um, so yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, I also I also watched another interesting film on Netflix, which I which I very much enjoyed. It's another um, it's a movie called Hustle, and it stars Adam Sandler and uh, and um, Queen Latifah. Did you just say enjoy? Oh yeah. And Adam Sandler in the same sentence? Oh, yes, yes. It must be a serious role. It's a serious role. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a drama. It's like, you know, it's the best Adam Sandler. See, there's, there's, there's dramatic Adam Sandler who, who shows you what a good actor he is. And then there's mouth breather Adam Sandler. You know, the, this bicycle hurts my hiney, Adam Sandler. You know, uh, Happy Madison, Billy Madison, um, Waterboy. Uh, classic. Uh, Click, Grown Ups, Adam. No, Sandler. Click was awful. I did not like Click at all. Oh, that man. got way too dramatic. Oh, did it? It did. Hmm. Like yeah. I was actually in the theater, just like fast forward this shit already. <laughs> <laughs> Click was not one of my favorites. Hmm. Longest Yard, I can watch that anytime. I anytime. Yeah. Um. You would hate Little Nicky. Grown Ups I can watch too. Grown Ups was just like harmless fun. Okay. Um, Eight Crazy Nights. It doesn't have rewatchable rewatchable value, but I did enjoy that. Okay. Um, All right. Well, well, I will say that uh, Hustle on Netflix, which came out this past June, um, I'll say that this is a this is. This is one of Adam Sandler's uh, uh, best performances. Um, like I said, it's, it's more of a dramatic film. He plays Adam Sandler. He plays a, a an NBA scout named Stanley Sugarman, and uh, the film also stars Robert Duvall, Ben Foster, and he he plays a, he plays an NBA scout who's um, basically he's been he's been in the NBA for thirty years, like traveling around the world, um, you know, trying to look for like the best players uh, for his franchise. Um, but uh, but one day he finally gets a promotion uh, from uh, his boss, played by Robert Duvall, who promotes him to assistant coach of the of the 76ers. But uh, when Robert Duvall's character passes away, um, his son, played by Ben Foster, who seems to be channeling his best Robert Duvall impression, just like by the way he delivers his lines in his film, um, he he demotes. Uh, uh, Stanley to to back to to a scout position, and he tells him to travel uh, to Spain to find another uh, player to draft to their to find a, a diamond in the rough to draft to their team. So Adam Sandler, so Adam Sandler's character has to go away from his family, his wife played by Queen Latifah, to travel to Spain and uh, look for a, look for a, 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 some of the best ball players. He finds a few, he finds a really good one, uh, this young this young talented kid who's played by. Actually, a, a real-life basketball player, uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, who plays for the Utah Jazz. Are are, are they musicians? Anyway, um, so he's like a 
so he's like a, a Spanish basketball player. Like he's got a lot of talent. And Adams for the Raptors. Oh, for the Raptors. Okay. Oh, they got dinosaurs in the NBA. Nice. Oh yeah. I but um, but yeah, like uh, he, but yeah, he he finds him. He says, "Yo, like he sees a lot of potential in the kid," and um. And, and and Wancho Hernan Gomez's character is Bo Cruz, so he kind of so Stanley asks Bo to, to to come with him back to the states and uh, you know kind of show show the team what he what he has, and um, and as the, and as the film progresses, you know it's, it's kind of like your, your your standard Rocky movie template, only from the perspective of of a scout or or would be coach, and it's very interesting um, just seeing Adam Sandler um, play this like this straight dramatic role. Um, he he's he's very charming and he's very affable, but he's also there's also like a world weariness uh, to his character as well. Um, there's there's a, there's a memorable line where where uh, where Adam Sandler says, you know, guys in their fifties don't have dreams; they have nightmares and eczema. And so and so you kind of you kind of see like the this the kind of like the cynicism that that his character is wrestling with, and you see Bo Cruz and how he's trying to you know make a name for himself and. And trying to avoid like uh, his past that's like haunting him as well, um, and you see like the politics that 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 both characters have to like go up against or contend with um, as they're trying to you know make names for themselves and become even more successful and realize their own dreams. Uh, so yeah, Hustle is a it's a very good film um, uh, with a, with a solid performance by Sandler at its core. Um, Queen Latifah was very good in it as well, in the in the amount of time that she had in the film, being that support system, that rock, uh, for Sandler. Um, even 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 though like I'm not I'm not a, a sports guy, like I do enjoy sports movies. Like for example, like Field of Dreams is one of my favorite sports movies. Um, Remember the Titans, Any Given Sunday. Like like there's something about sports movies, like the narrative. That, that that kind of engages me, and so hustle. Even though I'm not an NBA watcher, you know, I mean, I don't I don't watch, you know, these basketball players, you know, score touchdowns or whatnot. But there I think goes. it's cool. I think it's cool watching watching you know, behind the scenes sports movies and seeing like that dramatic storyline uh, uh, propel propel itself. So yeah, great film, hustle. Check it out. It's on Netflix. If you're a fan of Adam Sandler's uh, dramatic roles, uh, this is one for the books. And um, also, see Jaleel, Jaleel White's in it. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Jaleel White's in it. Like he's he's in it for kind of a blip. Like he he didn't have as big a role yeah. as as I thought he would. Um, but it was cool seeing him in there. He played Balake. Yep, Balik, Balake. Yep. Balake. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, and if and also if you're a fan of like Adam Sandler's uh, you know better films, uh, let's see. Oh oh, by the way, before I do that, um. Aaron Ferguson in the, ch- in the chat, AK, he says a hustle was really really good. He also says League of Their Own was great, another another good that sports was a good film. One. Um, John says Vic said that I'd be a good basketball player. I think I'd be a decent shot. I, I, I've I've shot hoops here and there when I was when I was younger. Uh, Anthony Edwards was reckless. Um, I will say like if you're a fan of Adam Sandler's um, dramatic roles, I highly recommend watching. It's on the Criterion Collection, and you can also stream it as well on I think. Amazon, Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems. Like I said, this is one of my favorite films of 2019. Um, Sandler should have been nominated for an Oscar for this film because uh, this is from the directors uh, Josh and Benny Safdie. Uh, they directed Good Time with Robert Pattinson. Um, the best way I can describe Uncut Gems, and I've mentioned this before, imagine a two-hour and fifteen-minute anxiety attack in the form of a movie. And that's uncut gems. 
I think you'll enjoy it. I don't want a two-hour anxiety attack. I had a 45-minute one today. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's a damn good film and this one this is the fourth oh, I'm not de- I'm not denying it. I just don't want <laughs> I just don't want an anxiety attack for that one. <laughs> yeah. But but it's definitely a good definitely a great film and of course my favorite Adam Sandler film and the best one in his career still Punch Drunk Love. Uh Paul You're the Th- only one who thinks that. Paul Thomas Anderson, Emily Watson, the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman. This film if you if you want prime Adam Sandler besides Uncut Gems and Hustle, you want you want to see Adam Sandler at his best, not the not the movies that he makes for all the mouth breathing, for all the mouth breathers, the, you know the, the the type of people who who pick their wedgies out in public and sniff their fingers afterwards. Not those people. If if you want to step your game up, you want to step your cinematic game up and comedy game up, you watch Punch Drunk Love. It's on the Criterion Collection. So such a lovely film. One of Adam Sandler's best, and man, I wish he made more movies like this, because Adam Sandler would have won an Oscar by now, instead of all these, um, these all. He doesn't do it in all. (laughs) He doesn't do it in all his movies, and Wedding Singer was good. Oh yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. Actually, made into a broad. They actually made that into a Broadway play. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, hold up, hold up. I'm looking at a couple comments here. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at a comment, co- couple you, comments here. You did it to yourself. First of all, people, um, Punch Drunk Love is forgettable. Aaron Ferguson, sir, sir, you are dead wrong. You are dead wrong. This this is art right here. We're talking about Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the best directors working today. We should be thankful that we're living in an era in an era where Paul Thomas Anderson is making movies. There will be blood, okay? Uh, Phantom Thread. What else? Magnolia. Um, Boogie Nights. Hard uh, Hard Eight or Sydney, depending on where you depending on where you watched Hardy. it. Yeah, we're talking we're talking we're talking some some quality films. All right, like like this 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 is a film that I the would. Master? I didn't like the master. I, I tried, but oh man, that that movie was, that movie was not was not it. I will agree with the master was not good, but uh, yeah, but yeah. you know fund, who funded that one? Who was that distributor? Was An, was Annapurna Pictures, right? No, the Weinstein Company. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, and John Haponic, you're also wrong too. I mean, I th- I, I mean, I mean, granted. I mean, granted, yeah, it's 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 not it's not a, you know, it, it it's it's not a movie that you know has fast cars that go vroom vroom and family, and all that. I get it. It's not a movie that you know is just a setup for ten more sequels that can't stand on their own, and you got to watch like four TV shows to catch up on the storyline. I know it's not that. It doesn't have bright colors and you know bog standard cinematography and a forgettable score. Um. Yeah, I, and, and 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 costumes Big up the Daddy wazoo. Was good. I know, but I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry was funny. I haven't seen that. I think he would like that as an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. I think he would like that one. Okay. All right. So yeah. So yeah, just uh, just 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 giving Adam Sandler uh, his flowers as a dramatic actor. He should do more of these. Um, but yeah, Uncut Gems and Punch Drunk Love. That's a, that's a hell of a double feature right there. Oh, and Hustle too. Triple feature. 
So there you go. <sighs> yeah. So. So yeah. Um, we'll just have to ad- agree to disagree, Aaron and John. Um, but while we're but speaking of movies, though, um, Mr. Deeds was good. Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds was fine. Is that was that the one where um the quote hip hop hip hopotamus was that was that Big Daddy? No, that was Rob Schneider's character. Remember there was like a scene where no, I'm thinking of Big Daddy where the kid he's he's able to read like big words, but then like I guess Rob Schneider's character couldn't. It was he like, just couldn't read. Rob Schneider's uh, character couldn't read. Period. Yeah. Why does he get the easy ones? <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh, let's see. But yes. Um. Speaking of movies, um, there is some news news out in the in the nerd verse or that that's that sort of rankled my tail feathers, if you will. Um. So apparently, uh, HBO Max and Discovery Plus. Um. Uh. They have officially merged, and we are we're already starting to see some changes on the platform. So apparently, uh, not only did uh, they take down six uh, HBO Max original films, so you can only rent them at other streaming services, but they've also canceled Batgirl. So Batgirl was originally going to debut on the HBO Max platform, and now it's going to be unreleased, sitting on the shelf. Yeah, a waste of ninety million. A waste of ninety million dollars, and I, for one, am, I for one, am quite annoyed by that because I was looking forward to watching a Batgirl film, and and yo, like just 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 release the film, you cowards! I mean, you spent that much money, you might as well just put it out. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't do any. I mean, after Batman versus Superman, you can't do any worse, right? And besides, who knows? The film could turn out to be good. It Possibly, could, yeah. yeah, it could turn out to be better than you know a quarter of the MCU films like Birds of Prey is, right? It could it could, it could be a sleeper hit. Release uh, hashtag Justice for Batgirl, you cowards at HBO Discovery. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand the decision. I don't understand it at all. And largely, it boils down to like cutting like cost cutting measures. So apparently, they're apparently the um, H- Warner Brothers and Discovery. They cut back on $825 million worth of content as per Slash Film. And this is an article I'm reading from Mashable. So it's basically, so it's basically a tax write-off. So they're treating, they're, treating, they're treating the current content on HBO Max or the current state of HBO Max as a tax write-off. So that's why we're not seeing Batgirl. That's why we're cutting out all the original content. You know, it's a good, you know what? I'd be even more heated if they were, do, if they were pulling this shit if Insecure was still on the air. If they if they were still making if Issa Rae was still producing new seasons, but but yeah, I I, I think I dodged the bullet with that one. Yeah, um, Aaron says, can we trade Birds of Prey for Batgirl? The answer is we can have both. Both can exist. Um, also, also <laughs> what's up? You see this devilish smile. One or the other, you must choose. I'm not. That's not fair. That's not fair. We we we, we Why not? Why not? See if it see to pose a question like that that means you hate women. No, no, <laughs> no it doesn't. No it doesn't. Um they say 90 million Batgirl just to debut on just to debut porn probably pirate bay. Hmm. Um, if I mean oh if, if Batgirl somehow makes its way on those platforms, um, 
Oh, oh well. Yeah, you. Yeah, good for you. You you know the you know that Pornhub jingle. Good for you. Everybody knows the Pornhub jingle. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody does know the Pornhub jingle. But anyway, <laughs> you can't escape it, no matter how hard you try. But um, but yeah, um, but DC, um, they did announce, uh, as per their um, Warner Brothers CEO, president and CEO of Warner Brothers, David Zaslav. He did announce a 10-year plan for the DCEU, which I rolled my eyes to because it's like, I think the DCEU, like I've said before in the podcast, it's in a good place now where at least the DCEU films, the extended universe continuity, it acknowledges a shared universe, but they're all doing their own thing. So they're not like trying to build up to like a big bad. So I I think that's a sweet spot that they hit. But with a 10-year slate, it's like, okay, you're You're trying. Yeah, you're making it obvious that you're trying yeah. when it's just like, do your own thing. Yeah, do your own thing, man. It's like they tried to copy the uh, MCU slate with Zack Snyder's Snyderverse, and it blew up in their face with uh, the, the Dawn of Justice and the 2016 Suicide Squad. Um, so it's like DC kind of course corrected, especially, and they have, then and they also do like their standalone things as well, like the Batman and Joker as well, mm. but. You know, at least, um, but dis- despite dis- despite that uh, questionable ten-year uh, uh, plan, there are some interesting films coming down the pike. At least, um, we are going to get Black Adam and Shazam: Fury of the Gods later this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom next year. Um, Ezra Miller's God the f- Amber Heard. Uh, is she going to be in it? No, they dropped her ass. Wow, I guess they must have done a lot of editing. <laughs> Um, the Flash with Ezra Miller. Uh, so I think, I think they fired him too. If if not, they ought to. I mean, this film they're gonna have to put it out as is. But Ezra Miller, they're a menace. Um, Blue Beetle coming out next August, August eighteenth. And interestingly, we're getting we're gonna get a sequel to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Joker co-starring. Yep. Lady Gaga. Hmm. That's gonna be interesting. That will be. And let it be its own standalone thing. Yeah. It's going to be its own standalone, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Joker Foley. Foley, I do. I hope I pronounced that right. October 4th, 2024. Uh, Harley Quinn, played by Lady Gaga. You know what? I'm there. I'm there. And you, and you know, like, the the um, the the 2019 Joker... It's 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 a it's a good film, but not extraordinary as like some some fans like to say it is. But I agree. I, but I am very curious about this uh, this Joker sequel, especially with how with Joaquin Phoenix's like Joker portrayal manipulates yeah. Lady Gaga, mm. Lady Gaga's uh, Harleen Quinzel, yeah, and just see just how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, that that will be really intriguing to see, and um, I know how the the original Joker ended with him in the asylum. So, so that would be interesting to see if the film picks up from there. Might as well. I mean, I can see why he's captured and he's just going through tests and tests and tests, and then all right, we're gonna bring in a new uh, a new doctor for you. Hello, hello, Arthur. Yeah, I'm Harleen Quinzel. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, they can go from there. Oh, and big shout outs to. Uh, Patrick Terrell Jones, I was on, uh, I was on his podcast uh, in the, 
in space the podcast a few weeks ago talking about lots of like horror horror themed like movies and video games and i'm sitting there like damn you know vic really need vic would have had a field day in this podcast so yeah make sure you check him out i do have the uh he did send us the feed so we can put it on our made feed so oh sweet terrific terrific yeah man um but yeah uh yeah besides uh so yeah besides that um i think uh i think D- the I think DC, they're kind of scattershot now again. They, yeah, they're just like, it's like they're back to the drawing board, but then it's like, all right, we got a few things, but it's like, yes, we're, for the most part, we're back to the drawing board. We need to, like, do something. Yeah. And, and like, DC, they, they like I said, they, they kind of hit the sweet spot with their current model of the DCEU and yeah. also, like, like, the Batman as well, so... Hopefully, hopefully they can they can figure it out because like I'm I'm skeptical I'm skeptical about how the next ten years of DCU content will turn out. Um, I know that we're still gonna get Peacemaker season two. James Gunn he's he's in the middle of filming that, so at least that's not gonna be affected by the merger. I still want to see um, you do the dance number to the Peacemaker intro. <laughs> I might do it, but um, but yeah, man. Um, I'll make you do it at three hundred. Maybe we'll see, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. I will say that um, um, this this HBO Dis- Discovery Plus merger is is a prime example of why I'm also a big proponent of physical media because yes. like with streaming services, they can go away. Yeah, they can go away, and it's like you know. But if you have it on hard copy, it's always there. Exactly, yeah, like that. Yeah, there there will always be. I remember having this argument like lots of many times, and it's like there will always be a a, a market for physical media. Like I can't go to a convention and have somebody like sign my iPad, which contains a uh, downloaded copy of the West Coast Avengers number forty six. Yeah. It's not the same at all. <laughs> no, it's just uh, it's just a uh, waste of an iPad. Yeah, pretty much. And then you eventually have to like wash it just wash to it. use your iPad. Yeah. So, so there it is. Um, we have a comment here uh, from whoops, minimize that from Patrick Terrell Jones. He says, Joaquin Phoenix and Gaga's Joker slash Harley leads up to an Adam West esque Batman. But who'd be a good cast for that though? Um, you know, I, it'd be interesting to see like a, like a modern, like a modern take of an Adam West style Batman. If if done correctly, that's like a. Well, if it's if it's ta- if it takes place in the eighties, remember Joker that takes place in the eighties. So mm. if we need an eighties esque Batman, hmm. or maybe if or, or even if you just go back to the sixties, even and. Like completely separate from Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. No, but I would like to see a Batman and Harley Quinn um, go up against a Batman in that particular era, mm. like that '80s version era. Yeah, that would be interesting. But but it, but like, because because Bruce Wayne is still a child in the in the first Joker that film. That is true. So unless you have like Thomas Wayne do some <laughs> do some no, shit. No, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. Well, but yeah. Well, let's 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 see what uh what Warner Brothers and and DC does uh, from here. I'm very I I am intrigued. Hmm. 
Um, let's see. So yeah, besides that, uh, on the meanwhile on the Marvel front, I know we got She Hulk coming out. Um, yeah, they released another trailer too, and you get another glimpse. Uh, also, Ezra Miller got again got arrested again for burglary. <laughs> Yo, they got. I think it's it's just a point where it's just like Ezra. The problem is you. Yeah, yeah, they're they they're a menace. It's like Jim Carrey said, "A <laughs> liar, liar." Stop breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> It was on last night while I was at work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, shoot, at this point, I'd rather have Jim Carrey as the Flash at this point. At this point. Any, anyone but Ezra Miller, really. I mean, they can just get, like, the actor from the TV show. It might as well. I know that. I said, I think they said that his uh, his uh, next season is going to be his last. Okay. Yeah. That show's been out for a hot minute. It's, uh, it's going to be in the ninth season. Damn, it's been on for nine years? Yeah. Shit. Wow. Man, time does fly by. Remember, when we first went to Comic-Con, they, we went to the Legends of Tomorrow mm-hmm. panel, and that was, like, years ago. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think it was 2017. Yeah. Well, shit. <sighs> Man. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Um... Besides that, Carl, what else you got? I really don't have much. Like I said, it's been too hot to do anything this past week. Uh, it has. Although, like, on the video game front, um, I have been playing more Elden Ring. You still, so you're up to 60 hours? Uh, well, approaching 60 hours, yeah. So I'm, like, 58 hours in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to defeat uh, this boss called the Fire Giant. And I've died probably upwards of like 40 50 times on this boss and i'm i, I was so cl- i'm so close to rage quitting Ooh! but i am I'm, I'm committed to finishing this game so i found an item in the game called the golden scarab okay and it, it allows you to acquire more uh, twice as many ruins uh, and when you defeat enemies because ruins are what you use to level up your character so once i got the golden scarab i found a great grinding spot in the game where these enemies drop like 6,000 ruins per kill. So I'm just staying on that area so I can get literally like over a million ruins so I can upgrade my character to the point where I can go back and kill that motherfucking fire giant. I need you to watch the World of Warcraft episode of South Park. I was thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We We sit around. Killing boys. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did for like a week straight. They got all extra fat and stuff. And yep, yeah, I, I feel like that's what I'm doing. That's like, <laughs> yep. And I got that song in my head. Ah, oh, <laughs> I mean, yo, I'm I'm straight up grinding uh, in that one area of the game because I know that if I acquire like, because I'm upwards of like over five hundred thousand ruins right now. Off that one area. So it's like every hour. So I started grinding when I came home just on, on that one area. So I'm committed to, to, to getting enough runes where I can level up my character so I can kill this fucking fire giant and, and move on with the rest of the game because I think I'm close to the end game, man. And, and, and I, Elden Ring is so good. It, 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 it's, you just ha- you kind of have to see it through at this point. 
I, I do, man. I, I have to see it through. I killed so many bosses. My my astrologer character, he's like the, a, a mage, a magic wielder. He's like basically beast mode. Like, I, I straight up just murder people with my magic. Although my character's kind of like a glass cannon because I put most of my stats into magic and intelligence. Mm-hmm. So if I get hit one, once or twice, I die. But, but man, Elden Ring's put me in a chokehold. I'm trying to get through this fire giant character boss this fire giant is one of the most notorious bosses in the game possibly of any from software developed game that includes dark souls trilogy and bloodborne i i need this man this is it's, it's, it's like i'm captain ahab and the fire giant is is the great white whale and i have to kill it i have to kill it i have faith in you thank thank you thank you the fire giant is my Moby Dick. Uh, okay, I'm I'm behind you 100%. Thank you, Carl. I I appreciate that. We live to win. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I finally just said, you know what? I'm just gonna take Far Cry Six out of my PlayStation because I just really have like no urge and rush to play it like i mm. did like maybe three missions and i was just like and then my nephew you know it was his, i took him out for his birthday and he was just like it's the ubisoft formula mm. they over deliver they over hype and under deliver mm. and it's just like i just really don't care and they're like and then he used to tell me like the best part of that game is john carl esposito because he's pretty much flawless in anything he does yeah. and He's like, he's barely in the game. Mm. Well, okay then. I took it out and I started playing Spider-Man 2018 again. <laughs> it's not in my P- It's not in my PS5. Mm. I wanted to get that experience. Unfortunately, though, mm. um, you don't get the PS5 upgrade. Yeah. Because I have the original one from 2018. You would have to buy the remastered one. Yeah. But I like Yuri Lowenthal, mm-hmm. and as much as I love Tom Holland, yeah, I want to play with your. I want to play Yuri Yuri Lowenthal in the game. Yes, who's gonna be at Rhode Island Comic Con? Nice. And I, I should have him sign my copy. Have my oh nope, I can get my Spider Man uh, City at War. Uh, great, you know, signed and graded. Mm. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna play it, and then I'm gonna move on to Ratchet and Clank. Okay, Rift Apart. Yes, yes, that's that's a great game right there. I love that game. Yeah, that's the game of the year for last year, 2021, for me. Well, it should have won game of the year at the Game Awards, but now, yeah, and to give it, it takes two. Yeah, I've heard I've heard universal praise for It Takes Two though. So. Yeah, but justice for Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> True, facts. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I've got some. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like uh, trying to think of some this or that's. Um, I think I, I think it's been a while since we've since we've gone back and forth on a this or that. Mm, you son of a bitch. Go ahead. Yeah. So. Um, so. Uh, I'm scared. Okay, so uh, so uh, this oh, or that, and uh, so as as y'all know, um, inspired by uh, uh, the the famous uh, feature on Jamel Hill is unbothered. So I we give each other two choices. We have to pick one. There's there's no fence sitting, and anyone in the chat feel free to join us. Um, so yeah, 
Let me give you a, a this or that. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. Ooh. Trying try, try to think of a. Oh, of I thought you one. had one in mind. No, no. no. Oh, I, oh, I do. Okay. Um, Iron Fist seasons one and two, or Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The Dark World. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Foxy Brown or Cleopatra Jones? Ooh. I, I gotta get, I gotta give it to Foxy Brown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still gotta get that on Blu-ray, Foxy Brown. Yeah, I haven't got it yet. Okay. All right. Um, Illmatic or Reasonable Doubt? Damn. Reasonable by an eyelash. Hmm. Okay. Any uh, any particular reason? Uh just I've been more of a Jay Z fan. Okay. As much as I love Nas, I'm a huge Nas fan as well. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Nas uh, perform in concert too. It was a hell of a show. Um, yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta give it to Reasonable Doubt by a, by a, by an eyelash. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Ari Aster or David Lynch? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh, they because they, they both make movies that, you know, tickle every one of my fancies. Um, everyone? <laughs> everyone. The first time, every time. Um, you know, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna go with David Lynch. I figure you stick to the classics. Yeah, Be safe. Yeah. You're a safe kind of guy. You know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I have, I have my moments. You know. You're a safe kind of guy. So. <laughs> we'll All see. Right. Uh, okay. Um, let me see. Let me think of a this or that. Uh, hmm. Don McGregor or Chris Claremont? Damn! Two legendary comic book writers. But you can only choose one. McGregor or Claremont? Ooh, this one's hard. Because Don McGregor's a friend of ours. He's a friend. Yeah. Never met Chris Claremont. (laughs) <laughs> Twin Peaks I've seen a few episodes I, I, I need to finish that whole series uh, Claremont has a lot of classic stories but the way like Don McGregor writes like even though you're getting the visual like he still describes it so you can feel those feel like you're inside those pages hmm. ooh You know, because of that reason, I'm going to go with Don. Don McGregor? Okay. Yeah, that was hard, though. Mm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, oh, I, I love... Blade 2049 or Dune? Ooh. Yep. Ooh, that's good. Ooh. Yep. Mm. Yep. Blade Runner 2049? Bitch. <laughs> or 
Dune from 2021. Two visually stunning Denis Villeneuve sci-fi films. Didn't even realize they had the same director. Yep, same director. Oh man, I can only choose one though. Hmm. Um. You know what? Until I see how Dune Part Two shakes out, I'm gonna go with Blade Runner 2049. Okay. I'm sure it's gonna be even harder once Dune Part Two comes out, though. Ask me again when that movie comes out. All right. Um. Oh, John Haponic asks Titan or Neon Demon. That's all you right there, <laughs> man. You go ahead. Um. You know what? Um. As much as I like Titan and its uh, vehicular pregnancy angle, um. I'm gonna go with Neon Demon. Uh, there, 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 there's something about Neon Demon and, and and that film that's imminently rewatchable for me, especially the the climactic scene where uh, they both where the two models swap the eyeball. Um, yeah, that that was uh, yeah that, that that was mighty interesting. But Titan, man, that's one of the most audacious films I've seen in the last ten years. So, salute to Julia de Curnow because her vision is delightfully messed up and i want to see what she does next i want to see uh ooh, i want to see uh uh julia de Curnow, ari aster collaboration mm. film sick fuck the world is ready i'm ready for it make it happen you cowards inception or the dark knight oh man oh, damn it you yep. bastard yeah 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 hmm Inception or The Dark Knight? Damn. Oh. Yo, you 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 got you you coming up with some bangers right here. Um Damn. Okay, so so Inception, I, I love the originality behind it. Visually it's stunning. Um very well written film. So creative. The Dark Knight in my view still the best superhero film ever made. Um, MCU looks at that and goes, "Damn, why can't we do anything that good?" Oh, anyway, because they did, but go ahead. Um, shoot, oh, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I hate you, Carl Bird. <laughs> you ain't the first, and you ain't gonna be the last. Um, oh, man, if I had to choose just one. No fencing either. I'm gonna go with the Dark Knight. Oh, I'm, I'm, that's in that's. But by by a hair, by a nose hair, by a nose hair, a nose hair, by a nose hair. I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer. Oppen, yes, that mm, Christopher Nolan's next movie. Like the cast. Oh, the cast is mighty. The cast: Cillian Murphy. Yep. Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, Benny Sat, Benny Safdie, never heard of him. Oh, he co-director of Uncut Gems. Okay. Yeah. Josh Harnett. Mm-hmm. It's got Gary Oldman. Yeah, it's got. It's got He's a, in there too. Yeah, I saw. I saw his name on the cast list. That freaking mad science, science. He's like <laughs> the mad scientist of freaking acting. Oh yeah. Casey Affleck. Mm. Yeah, Gary Oldman is in. Oh my god. That's a mighty cast right there. Oh man! What's the budget of this film? <sighs> probably need, probably a like hundred million. Hundred million? Wow! 
that's oh, music by Ludwig Göransson. Ooh, okay, nice. Okay, I'm 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 down. I'm down. This, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I think he really bombed something to make that movie. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Okay. Uh, let me let me think of a let me think of something. Something right here. Um. Hmm. Nah, we've done that before. Uh, What's that? I was gonna ask, like, coming to America or Harlem Nights. Oh, yeah. We, we already know. Yeah, we both know it's coming to America. It is, but yeah. Harlem Nights is still greatness. But anyway, keep going. Uh, okay. Um. All right. Let me let me think of another one. You 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 bastard. You got <laughs> the Chris Nolan one. Um. Hmm. Angela Bassett or Viola Davis? Holy shit! Two Ooh. two titans of actresses, legendary actresses, legendary black actresses. Oh. You can only choose one: Bassett or Davis. I'm sorry, Rhode Island, but I'm I'm gonna go with Angela Bassett. Hmm. Okay. One of my most famous, one of my favorite roles that she ever done hmm. was Katherine Jackson in the Jackson's American Dream. She was really good in that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, blank Man or Meteor Man? Blank Man. Okay. John Haponic asks, Disney Plus or Netflix? Disney Plus, right, especially right now. Hmm. Five years ago, well, five years ago, there was no Disney Plus. Um, yeah. Don't be a menace or I'm going to get you, sucker. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to get you, sucker. Really? I would choose Don't Be a Menace. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna get you. There's just something just just hilarious about that film, top to bottom. But both, I'm gonna, both of them, really. Yeah. Oh yeah, both of them, really. But like, they're both like great examples of like the spoof genre. Yeah. Uh, hmm. In Living Color or Chappelle Show. In Living Color. Yeah. Yep. Good answer. Good answer. Um. Hmm. Okay, let's 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 take it back to the. Oh, go ahead. Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Or Midsummer. Mulholland Drive. Yeah, I gotta go with Mulholland Drive. I mean, Midsummer is great. I watched that movie four times. It's amazing. I need to. I didn't need to, but you know, <laughs> by all means. Um. Okay, let's take take it to to the wrestling tip. Uh, going back to the NXT Black and Gold era. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Or Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Ooh, uh, Gargano and Champa. There was more of a story. It told a better story. Yeah. It it did tell a better story. You know. You know I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Champa too. Touch Champa. Remember the Gargano. last man standing match? 
Yeah, that was that was a great And game. the way that Champa still was able to walk out of that mm-hmm. by like he was down, but he just like slid onto his feet and like technically he was on his feet and you're yeah. like, What the fuck? Like it just mm-hmm. had everybody screaming, What the fuck? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Champa um on that. Although Adam Cole and Gargano had some bangers. Too. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm definitely not taking taking it away from Taken away from that. My friend, Adam Cole, baby. Baby. <laughs> I still call, I, almost a year later, I still call, I still call Ruby, Adam, and Britt my friends. <laughs> they done forgot I existed by now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let me think. Spawn or Black Panther? I'm gonna go with Black Panther. Black Panther, okay. I am. Okay. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hero wise, not movie wise, right? Yeah, hero wise. Okay. Yeah, yeah movie wise, I mean. Black that Panther, that would be just unfair. That would be unfair. Oh, you know? yeah. Um. Let's see. What, what else? What else? In an IQ test, uh-huh. Tony Stark or Doctor Doom? Doctor Doom. I think I think Doctor Doom is like probably the smartest villain in the, in the MCU, or maybe the smartest character overall. I know Reed Richards is one of the smartest, if not the smartest. Well, Larry is actually taking that taking that mantle, but she's like developing faster. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh man. Jim versus Dwight. <laughs> and is that The Office? Yeah. I I have no idea. You gotta watch The Office. <laughs> you really do. You'd be like, you know what? This shit is so relatable in mm. so many different ways. Mm. Oh, here's one to wrap it up. Pineapple and sausage pizza or pineapple and pepperoni pizza? Death. D- d- now you gotta choose one. <laughs> Why you gotta do that to me? You said pineapple and sausage and pineapple and what? Pepperoni. I mean, I guess if I'm gonna die, I just might as well just go all out. Sausage. Mm. Pineapple and sausage. Wise choice. I mean, they're they're all great choices too. No, they're not. I mean, especially if you if you put on some Silk City hot sauce, right? You know, SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use the promo code Codex. Get 15% off your order when you watch the Silk City glisten all over. Stop the looking pineapple. at me like that when you say that. <laughs> Looks when you when you when you when you see the pineapple luxuriate in the juices of Silk City hot sauce and the taste buds tantalize your mouth, you will realize, ooh, this is culinary nirvana, baby. Are we talking about food still? Anyway. I believe so. Hoyt Van Hoytma's the cinematographer. Oh, well, he's, he's got a great eye. Like, he did um, Spectre, Interstellar, A Tenet. 
Oh, so he's using his like own team. This is gonna be such a good movie. Yeah, Oppenheimer, July twenty twenty three. That's gonna be dope. Yep. Oh, and also, uh, John Haponic has two more, which I'll read uh, for this or that. Uh, Breaking Bad or Stranger Things. Breaking Bad. It yeah. took a long. It was a bit. It was a much brand, uh, bigger story. Oh yeah, Breaking Bad, no question. And lastly, Finn Jones Iron Fist or Jared Leto's Joker. Okay, that we can end on. <laughs> that, I, I'm just gonna go with Finn Jones' Iron Fist. Me too. I gotta go with Finn Jones' Iron Fist because at least Finn Jones he knew what he was doing with yes, that. I know, like I know what you were doing, John. That's a super villain question if there ever was one. There was. Uh, Finn Jones, he tried with the material he was given, but yeah, I mean. Jared Leto's Joker is just unacceptably bad. Yeah. I I mean, it's it, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of what's worse: Jared Leto's Joker or his performance in House of Gucci. No, nah, no, it's Jared Leto's Joker still. Yeah, House of Gucci was just Listen, was just hilarious for all the wrong reasons. I, I, and I'll show you the TikTok. What? They roasted Jared Leto's Joker. On Teen Titans Go. <laughs> oh, did they? They roasted it. Oh, wow. Damn. See, see when, when your own company gets on your performance, then you know you, know you, ain't, got, you ain't got no legs to stand on. But, but yeah, uh, that, was, that was a great this or that. Um, handshake on that. We, we came up with some. That was good. Uh, on the fly. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how we do. We do off the cuff sometimes. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, big shout-out to Silk City Hot Sauce once again and Infamous Customs, our second sponsor. You're damn right. Yep. You can get those sweet, sweet headphone covers right there as well as some uh, Codex Prime merchandise like Victor Vader, Codex Prime t-shirts to do the film thing, as well as customizable t-shirts of your own design as well. Uh, go to InfamousCustoms.com and also follow her on Instagram at InfamousCustoms. Uh, so, yeah. That's pretty much that pretty much wraps up 295. Like I said, the road to episode 300 continues. Five more episodes left, man. The 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 finish line's on the horizon. It is. I mean, it's not going to be a finish line, but right. it's the milestone is right there. Yes. Wow. Right. This is it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And so uh, many people thought we couldn't do it, and we over here just freaking killing it. Yeah, man, we'd be doing it out here. We out here, you know, and uh, in the meantime, tell the good people where they can find us everywhere. Uh, obviously, on Facebook. Thank you for watching. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find our episodes on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, wherever your preferred uh, podcasting platform is. We are on it. That's right. Yeah, we're pretty much everywhere. So, yeah, check us out. Um, and uh, like I said, tune in next week. Same Codex time, same Codex channel. 296 on the horizon. So, yeah, the the countdown to episode 300 will be here before we know it, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, uh, once again, uh, thank you all for watching and listening uh, uh, in the comments here. Uh, also, catch all of our episodes uh, like on the aforementioned uh, platforms, as Carl said. Uh, as always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.